Let's give it up for our worship team. They always show up every single time. I also want to say, uh, would you just give it up for your pastors today? Would everyone give it up for Jason and Maddie and Ben, the worship pastor Kelsey, of course, and Nick. I'm probably forgetting people. Just the leadership who are here, thank you. I pray you're all refreshed. I pray for you often. And uh, yeah, we just, we got good people. And it's, I'm, I'm thanking, thanking them for the opportunity to let me speak today. So I thought I was going to use this. I'm not. So I'm going to put this back here. All right. If you're not familiar, my name is Mylon. Mylon Dice. Uh, my wife is Kayla, smoking hot wife back there, but she's mine. So <laughs> she hates when I do that. But um, anyways, uh, I'm, an, I'm a ministerial intern here. I'm called to be a pastor, so it's my honor and privilege to tell you what God laid on my heart whenever I was, uh, was preparing for this. So I'm going to start with a story. Um, here we go. There was a little girl who was home alone and ill. She called her mother at work and told her, Mama, I need you and I need you really bad. This mother asked to get off work and frantically rushed to the corner drugstore to bring home some medicine. She noticed it was beginning to rain but thought she would just run in and out to get medicine for her sick little girl. We, when she came back to the car, though, she realized she had locked her keys in her car. Anybody done that in here? Anybody done that at one in the morning in here? Guilty. She ran inside to get help from the employees, but none of them seemed to know what to do and finally just gave her a clothes hanger and said, good luck. She ran back to her car and frantically trying to get the door open and the more she tried, the harder it rained, and out of, out of desperation, she cried out, Lord, I need your help, and I need you right now. Suddenly, an old pickup pulled up right next to her. She looked up and saw a man approaching her. He was a rough-looking man, one in which you wouldn't want to come across alone. Without thinking, she embraced this man and said, Sir, could you possibly help me? My daughter is sick at home, and I must get this medicine to her as soon as possible, but I locked my keys in my car. Within a minute or two, this man successfully unlocked her car. Out of joy, she grabbed this man, giving him a huge hug and said, you're such a nice man. The man pushed her away and said, no, ma'am, I am not. You see, I just escaped from prison, and I steal cars for a living. Without any hesitation, this woman, this woman looked up at heaven and said, thank you, God, for sending a professional. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that story. That's what we're talking about today is being thankful. The title of the message is, thank God. Anybody know anybody in here who knows, says that sarcastically? I know a couple of people who say it who aren't believers. It's like, who are you thanking? You know, like... <laughs> Anyways, anyways, um, we're talking about being thankful today, and I actually put this message together the week of Thanksgiving. Talk about a mixed bag. The week of Thanksgiving, and even though it may not be that time of year right now, we can be thankful all year long. Can we all agree on that? We can all be thankful all the time. 
First Thessalonians is the verse I'll be talking with you about today. It says this. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Did you catch that? It said, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. For anyone who follows Jesus, this is something God wants you to practice. This was important enough that Paul write it plainly. This is God's will. This is it right here. When he says this, he's referring to being thankful. It is God's will for people who follow Jesus to be thankful people. All right? That sounds fairly easy, right? An easy command, right? I mean, God gives us quite a bit to be thankful for after all. What's up, Adam? I didn't get a chance to say hi to you. How are you? <laughs> God gives us quite a bit to be thankful for after all. From the daily art show we get in a sunset to every material possession he gives us, our God is a giver of good gifts. Amen? He just acknowledges that he gave them to us by thanking him for them, right? Not too hard on our part. He gives, we thank. Simple as that, right? It would always be that simple if God was this guy. Come on, where's my 90s Disney people at? Anybody in here? I may be a little biased, but that was prime time Disney, I would say. Prime time. You had Lion King, Toy Story. There ain't no better Disney movie than Toy Story, let's be honest. Come on. I grew up with it, so I may be a little biased. <clears throat> Finding Nemo was good. That was a good one. That's a definitely a top five for sure. As simple and as easy as God granting our every wish would be, God's not our personal genie. He's not. Being thankful to God doesn't always look like that. Verse 18 acknowledges this. Can we get that verse back up on the screen again? Thank you. It says that being thankful to God won't always be simple or easy. It reads, give thanks in some circumstances. Oh, what does that say? Give thanks in all circumstances. Thank you. You guys are good. You're paying attention. All right. All right. This means that even when things in life are good, or not good, excuse me, when things in life are not good, be thankful. This means that even when the good things are disguised as trials meant to build your character and stretch your faith, being thankful is still a posture you should maintain. No matter what comes at us in life, and let's be honest, boy, does stuff come at us when we follow Jesus. There's opposition. Still God wants us to be thankful. So it's not always easy to be thankful but we should be. This kind of seems like a backwards concept, doesn't it? I mean, shouldn't it be when my money is plentiful, my house is filled with the stuff I want, my stomach is full, life is good, and then, and then I should be thankful. If we're being honest, I think a lot of us in here think like that. Sometimes. I'm guilty. I know that. Maybe we don't always realize it. 
We should be thankful in life when God is good to us. Yes. When God blesses us, we should acknowledge him. First thing. However, I think God knew what he was doing when he told us to be thankful in every circumstance, good or not. Being thankful, specifically in not so great moments, catapults us into needed heart change. All right? I found three words to remember when I'm trying to be thankful in these moments. Could be worse. Say that with me. Could be worse. I realize this isn't some profound, groundbreaking idea. All right? But do we, try to, do we try to think about things like this in hard times? Or instead of choosing to be thankful, do we complain and have bad attitudes? How many of you like being around people like that, complaining and having bad attitudes? I know I don't. If we're being honest, that's the people we turn into when we're not thankful. Can we be honest? It's okay. I'm guilty of it too. My wife and son will be the first one to tell you I'm not always great at being thankful according to the Bible says. All right. Let's just keep it real today. So I'm preaching to Mylan as much as I am to everyone here. All right. The hard thing is it seems to be the natural response to get frustrated when things don't go our way, doesn't it? That seems to be the, the natural response. However, when we choose thankfulness, it can open our eyes in a way that complaining cannot. To help understand this, I'm going to read this prayer I found that demonstrates this. All right. It says this. Even though I clutch my blankets and groan when the alarm rings each morning, thank you, Lord, I can hear. There are those who are deaf. Even though I keep my eyes tightly closed against the morning light, as long as possible. Thank you, Lord, I can see. There are many who are blind. Even though I huddle in my bed and put off the physical effort of rising, thank you, Lord, that I have the strength to rise. There are many who can't get out of their beds. Even though the first hour of my day is hectic, when socks are lost, toast is burned, and tempers are short, Sounds like a Sunday morning. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for my family. There are many who are lonely. Even though our table never looks like the pictures in the magazines and the menu is at times unbalanced, thank you, Lord, for the food we have. There are many who are hungry. This one I related to, even though the routine of my job is often monotonous. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to work. There are many who have no work. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. It could always be worse. It could. When we, are wor when we realize we are, there are worse circumstances we could be in, it can teach us humility. When we're presented with lack or hardship, you know, like, let's talk about it for a second. Like, whenever we get mad about fast food orders in our first world country, and then in third world country, they don't even got clean water. 
Come on. We don't got it that bad as we think we do. Let's be honest. It could always be worse. I found that when I remember this, that phrase sparks thankfulness in me even in the mundaneest of times. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18 again says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So thank God for something. And don't do it just once either. In all circumstances means thankfulness should be our lifestyle, a daily practice. Not just because it could always be worse, but because if we follow Jesus, there is always something to be thankful for. Come on, somebody. There is always something to be thankful for every single day. Has anyone here ever found that even in the darkest time of your life, where yes, things could be worse, but they were still pretty bad, and God still came through for you somehow? Come on. That's what he does. He's a good dad. Come on. There is always something to be thankful for. And so we should continue to thank God because we will never run out of stuff to thank him for, even when life isn't going to our standards. Has anyone here ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? I figured. I figured he almost all would have. Oh, I can't even read my notes. Oh. If you're not familiar with her, Corey and her family helped Jews escape the Holocaust during World War II, saving nearly 800 lives. After this, she went on to be a Christian writer and speaker. In her book, The Hiding Place, she writes, she tells a story when she and her sister Betsy were prisoners in a concentration camp. The story goes like this. The barracks where Corrie ten Boom and her sister Betsy were kept in the concentration camp were terribly overcrowded and flea infested. They had been able to miraculously smuggle a Bible into the camp, and in that Bible, they had read that in all things they were to give thanks. Does that sound familiar? And that God can use anything for good. Betsy decided that this meant thanking God for the fleas. This was too much for Corey, who said she could do no such thing. But Betsy insisted, so Corey gave in and prayed to God, thanking him even for the fleas. Over the next several months, a wonderful but curious thing happened. They found the guards never entered their barracks. This meant that the women were not assaulted. It also meant they were able to do the unthinkable, which was to hold open Bible studies and prayer meetings in the heart of a Nazi concentration camp. Through this, countless numbers of women came to faith in Christ. And only at the end of their time there did they discover why the guards had left them alone. It would not enter their barracks. It was because of the fleas. There is always something to be thankful for. Here we see they thanked God in an unpleasant circumstance. And God used that, those thanks to do something 
I want to challenge everyone here today. The next time something has happened in your life that's negative, look for something to be thankful for anyways. There's just something about when you can stay thankful regardless of what life throws at you. And you could say, I'm not going to let my circumstance make me get in a bad mood. It just feels good. We can also see in this story, being thankful in these moments, open the door for God to move in ways he may have not been able to before. I bet you if we do the same, he'll do the same. So be thankful to God today and every day. There's always something. If we could get the verse pulled up. The last part of the verse we briefly spoke about at the beginning of our time today, but we're going to address it again. The whole verse reads together. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's talk about the phrase God's will today. You don't hear a lot of people talking about their will unless it's due to legal matters anymore. The phrase God's will is talking about his desire. The Greek word for the word will is thelema. Thelema. Which means what one wishes or has desired shall be done. It also is used when talking about the purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. Think about that for a second. God's will is the purpose to bless mankind through Jesus. Finally, it's used when talking about what God wishes to be done by us, his commands, his precepts. With all of these definitions in mind, and the reason we go to the Greek is because the New Testament was written in the Greek, and that tells us what the original writer was meaning most likely. All right? So with all this in mind, in short, it's God's will that we be thankful. Thankful people. If we're going to do what God wants, we're going to need to be thankful. But have you noticed this morning in the verse that we're reading and in the explanation I've given, there has been nowhere that says God will force you to be thankful. God will make you. The reason for this is this. Thankfulness is always a choice. Thankfulness is always a choice. From the beginning in the garden to this very moment, God gives man free will. The decision to choose to live for him or not. God's will is not forceful. But according to this verse, if we are a believer in Christ Jesus, we will be thankful people. Because it's his will for us. So what does this part of the verse mean? Thankfulness teaches us obedience. Because by choosing it, we're choosing God's way over our own. It's not the only way to be obedient, but it's a big one. I pray and hope that through this message this morning, you've been prompted to reflect inwardly. If you found yourself being less thankful than you should be, I would challenge you to adjust where needed as someone who's had to do it myself. We can all grow in this area because we all find ourselves in moments where being thankful is hard. Let's be honest. Being thankful is hard sometimes. I don't know that it's always as hard as Corey Ten Boom had it, but it can be hard. 
We've all had times where we've won this battle. And I guarantee you we've all lost it too sometimes. Thankfully, no pun intended, there's opportunity to be thankful every day and we can choose it today. Life presents multiple opportunities at this, but you will find yourself so much happier, pleasant to be around, and joyful inside and out if you choose thankfulness. Sounds like some self-help stuff, but it's true. Every chance you get. So, being thankful teaches us humility. It could always be worse. Perspective. There is always something to be thankful for. And finally, obedience. Because being thankful is a choice. Because it's a choice, I wanted to give you a practical opportunity to do this today, all right? For the next 30 seconds, in just a moment, since there is always something to be thankful for, that means there's something to be thankful for right now. I want everyone here to choose to thank God today. Even if it's just being thankful for what you already have. That's humbling yourself, by the way. You can do it outwardly like I'm going to. Or inwardly, all right? There's not going to be any music during this time. So you're going to have to do it, you know, where everyone can hear you. So whether inwardly, if you're comfortable, or outwardly, that's fine. But it's after the music stops and we go home where the challenge starts. So I want everyone to participate in this, even the tech team, all right? Not that they don't normally, but yeah. So for the next 30 seconds, let's just thank God. All right, for the next 30 seconds, let's just begin. Father, I thank you for your blessing upon my life. I thank you, God, for my family. I thank you, God, for our newborn baby that could be born in the next two weeks. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for your word and the opportunity to have second chances, Father, and hope so we don't have to be abandoned to our own dreary lifestyle. God, I thank you for filling that God-shaped hole in our hearts, Father. In Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you. Thank you, God, that you give us joy even whenever we shouldn't even be feeling it, God. So that even whenever the life is like a stormy cloud, God, the sunshine is still shining through. And, Father, I just thank you for your grace. Thank you, God, you don't give up on us because we give you plenty of reason to. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you use us in your co-mission. We are in a, in a mission where we cooperate with you because you've given us a part to play. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank God I could be with you here today. I challenge you, continue to thank God, even when it's hard. In the same way we did together for the rest of your life, thank God. Make it your continual, habitual lifestyle like this verse instructs us to. And that will encourage you and remind you of God's faithfulness even in the darkest times like it did with Corey Thimboom. As If the worship team could come back, that would be great. If there's, and I also want to have you do one thing as well. If there's someone here today in this room who God has used to help you grow in your faith or bless you in any way, even if you're just feeling thankful for them, would you tell them before you leave? 
go and tell them that. I'm sure that'd mean the world to them. If they're not here, reach out to them while the idea is fresh in your mind. Thank God for putting those, li- those people in your lives as well. The last thing I want to say is that we live in a world where people need Jesus and they don't even know it. I talked about whenever, I talked about that God-shaped hole in your heart a little bit ago, and we all have that, and only God can fill it. Nothing the world gives can fill it. Not a relationship with another human being, not sports, no entertainment, which entertainment just means that it keeps your attention, by the way. Nothing can fill that except God. And he's given us a part in that mission to tell people that. So ladies and gentlemen, we got work to do. Let's do it.